Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter, as today on the show or the podcast, uh, Sean Drotar of Mile High Sports Radio joins me as we talk about some of the, well, the biggest worries on the Broncos offensive side and on the defensive side. And of course, it is a fan reaction Tuesday. So now that you've gotten your chance to um, we'll simmer down, you know, because of course, Sunday emotions can be very high, uh, whether it be good or bad. And maybe there are some overreactions. Well, now we're going to get your reactions now that things have kind of simmered down. And of course, you can do that on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, at Mile High Sports, and of course, MileHighSports.com, where you're all kinds of great stuff written on the Broncos. As well, we start to turn the page away from the Baltimore loss to a Monday night game against a very, very good Kansas City team that uh, I'm sure we'll dive into later this week. Of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits, Chef Andrea Varela in that rotating seasonally fair. Of course, kind of feels like fall's coming in as the temperatures start to drop, the uh, days get shorter, and boy, uh, well, they're going to have some good stuff over there at Tap 14 rotating in, and of course, you can just enjoy the 70 Colorado beers on tap or the 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Be sure to check them out on the web, tap14.com. Spell out the word 14 for me, tap14.com. Sean, thanks for joining the podcast as they hear uh, you all the time, not only on this podcast, but also on the Blake Street Irregulars podcast, which is, of course, the Colorado Rockies podcast for Mile High Sports. You can find that at milehighsports.com, but they can also find you on the radio. You're a big shot. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, they can find me on the radio as well, 7 to 9 a.m. on weekdays at Mile High Sports at 1340 a.m. or 104.7 FM locally, or it's always streaming on milehighsports.com. And the or new app, new app, The new app. And you can see us now. You in can. Ca- in case you're curious what yes. guys on radio look like. What do you look like, Sean? It's about what you'd expect. Sean, you look like you're, uh, well, let me describe Sean. He's 6'4", right. 220. Exactly. He's pretty built on the top end. Totally. Looks like you've skipped leg day, though, a couple times, I have to be Well, honest. I'm rehabbing that torn PCL. Oh, that's right. You are rehabbing. Okay. See, it makes sense. I'm not lying to anybody. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all 6'4 of Sean Drotar. <laughs> hey, uh, so let's start but with I'm the- standing on four phone books. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's start with the Broncos offense, and what worries you you most. I threw this poll out on Twitter. Uh, we'll give the results and then a little bit of our interaction and then what you guys think of what is the biggest worry on this Broncos offense. Now your options were Case Keenum, Garrett Bowles, Demarius Thomas, or option D to retweet your responses. I'll tell you this. We're coming up on 200 votes. Your number one answer with 44% of the vote is Garrett Bowles. Uh, the left tackle for the offense uh, offensive line was just Brutal, dreadful, dreadful, terrible. Yeah, not good. One, uh, one num- of those things. Yes. Number two answer was Case Keenum at 41%. Demarius Thomas was your number three answer. Uh, how would you answer this poll, Sean? I don't think Demarius Thomas is the problem. I get it. He has drops from time to time and that, that ticks people off. I understand why it makes people upset. I get it. He was not actually all that bad against the Ravens. As a matter of fact, I think he only, I don't don't have it in front of me, but I think he only missed one of his targets 
And I think that one skipped because Case Keenum short-armed it. So I don't think it's Demarius Thomas at all. Now, you can argue Keenum. Sure. You can argue Garrett Bowles. Sure. Garrett Bowles, to me, and we can get into Keenum in a little bit because there's more stats you can dig through when it's a quarterback. Garrett Bowles, to me, again, this is a guy that led the league in holding last year with, with seven holding calls, tops in the league or bottom in the league, the way you want to put it. Another two on uh, the game against the Ravens in that loss. So uh, he's on pace to break his own record again in holds. And we've seen the same problem. I think in Garrett Bowles' case, he's a big, big guy. The ability to backpedal just is really not there when it comes to the top edge rushers in the league or even really, quite frankly, some of the average edge rushers. He has a tendency to hold and to grab and to clutch. To me, he seems like a right tackle playing left tackle or maybe and I know this is a terrifying thought for Broncos fans, maybe he's actually better even suited as a guard than a tackle. Uh, I don't know what it is right now. But maybe it, I, I'm he's your left tackle and he's got to be your left tackle and that's it. Yeah, and, and I don't really know if there's a solution here because obviously not this the Broncos year. were trying to find solutions for the other side this year. Uh, and oh, which they found one, by the way, when he's healthy. It feels Belzer. like it so far, um, but we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. I mean, certainly only three games. Three games. And, and maybe that also should be applied to the fact that maybe we shouldn't just write off Garrett Bowles as just a... Uh, maybe failure is too strong of a word. I know everybody wants to kind of creep that that B word in. The oh, I don't, yeah, word, I don't think he's a failure or a certainly bust. too early, but he has not played well. He may not be your franchise left tackle, though. I think that's a possibility. I think we're beginning to start to ask that question: Is he is is he the franchise left tackle that he was expected to be? And and maybe uh, you know not so much unfair because of the fact that he was drafted in the first round. There was a lot of expectations coming in that uh, you select an offensive lineman in the first round. He needs to be the solidifier for that position for years and years to years to come. He was graded at a twenty six point two according to Pro Football Focus, in pass blocking against the Baltimore Ravens. By the way, uh, it only starts to dip into the red when you get to like 40, as far as Pro Football Focus is great. Who else else was in that level? 26.2. Was there anyone at that in in the red, as you put it? No. As far as offensive linemen, uh, to give you an idea, uh, some of the other offensive linemen, Matt Paradis was graded out at a 72.0, Jared Valdir, 66.9, Connor McGovern, 62.6, Garrett Bowles, 26.2 in pass blocking. Okay, that's really, really, really bad. And of course, those numbers, according to our friends over there at Pro Football Focus, where you can get 20% off your subscription to those Edge and Elite memberships. If you want to see the same numbers that I'm looking at, and I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I am a stats junkie. I love looking at some of these particular ratings and everything in, in, very much specific to the offensive line, because I'm not going to lie. I, I never played offensive line. I'm not an offensive line guru. Uh, half the time, I don't know what I'm looking at, really, sometimes when it comes to these offensive line with footwork and everything like that. I just know that that guy can block and that guy can't. Um, but Pro Football Focus, they dive deep into these grades and they take a look at some of the really, really deep analytical uh, with finesse and, and, and power blocking and movement and uh, just a great tool to use and and. Always love Sunday mornings pulling up Pro Football Focus. And of course, you can get 20% off your subscription, Pod 20. That's Pod 20 for 20% off your Elite or Edge memberships. And again, uh, thanks to Pro Football Focus for some of these grades because, boy, on the offensive line, they just do not look good. Garrett Bowles among tackles for pass blocking on the season by those Pro Football Focus rankings. Now, remember, uh, 
Teams have two left and right. There are 32 teams. Quick math says 64, 64 starting yeah. tackles. Garrett Bowles ranks 79th in the NFL. Oh. Oh. 79, that's more than 64. So that means he By ranks 15, out. 15, if you're being particular. Yeah. Yes. So that means he ranks out as the 15th best backup tackle, per se. Yes. That's a fair way of if putting it. If that's one way to put it. Yeah. That's a fair way to put it. And he is the starter for the Denver Broncos right now. That is that's also a big, big problem. Correct. So Garrett Bulls, obviously, you know what? I And I don't know if this is... I don't know if I, I don't I watch the Broncos offense and I see a quarterback that is getting rid of the ball for the majority of the time at the correct amount of time. So I, I don't see a situation where this is, you know, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch holding on to the ball too long. And this is why I'm I'm more particularly worried about that offensive side as opposed to the guy we're going to talk about next in case Keenum, because Keenum is delivering the ball for the most part on time. It's just, you know, in particular, you know, and obviously the play is highlighted for other reasons when Philip Lindsay dives into the pile, the whole punching himself tossed, thing. right. But so much it's it's a it's a play fake and Keenum is just finishing the play fake and he has no opportunity to even take a peek downfield or see his blind side before the Ravens are swamping him. And of course, it's a strip sack because Keenum has no idea the guy's coming around. And that's all on that left side of the line. So big, big problems there. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, some of those problems are Case Keenum. And let's talk about Keenum really quick because a quarterback who is on our poll for one of the biggest worries, he is second. He's getting 40% of the vote right now. How worried are you of Case Keenum that the Broncos are not getting Minnesota Case Keenum and they're now getting... Rams, Houston Texans. This is uh, going to sound uh, not so great for Broncos fans. I've said this since the day he was signed, whether it was on a podcast, whether it was on air on Mile High Sports, uh, what have you. My concern is that Case Keenum basically landed in the perfect situation in Minnesota and was not asked to do very much on a very good team. And therefore, he was able to basically look like a better quarterback than he really was. Keep in mind Case Keenum, outside of his time in Minnesota, has 27 touchdown passes and 25 interceptions. That's under 50-50. That's, well, it's just barely, it's barely, barely right there. So, yeah. you know, 27, that's, that's who he is. So, you know, make of that what you will, but that's, that's who he is. Over the course of his career, here's his quarterback ratings. Uh, 78.2, 72.2, 87.7, 76.4, 98.3 in Minnesota, back to 71.6 in Denver, which is far more along the lines of the rest of his career. Lest, lest you think that you don't, you don't buy into quarterback rating. Okay, well, let's hear more about those uh, pro football focus numbers. All right, here's the course of his career there for the season. And I'll just give you his overall numbers for pro football focus, starting when he entered the, the, the league in 2013. 50.9, in Minnesota. Yep. Back to 62.7 here in Denver, right along the lines of his career. Yeah. Case Keenum, and it is only three games in, but he looks a lot more like the guy that you've seen everywhere else over the course of his career than Minnesota. And the idea that he's an up-and-comer, he's 30. He's not an up-and-comer. This is who he is. Now, is it an improvement over the Broncos had? It can be. But the idea that this team can find itself in trouble and then expect Case Keenum to bail them out 
a la some of the better quarterbacks in the league? No. You look at the, the that ranking of 62.7 right now puts him 26th in the league. And that, to me, quite frankly, sounds just about right. Yeah, it's kind of looking more like uh, last year was an outlier more so than who he actually is. And uh, we'll see. You know, Three games, he has the two comeback wins, but it felt like... The two comeback wins, though were in part caused by his own turnovers. Yes. Remember, the Broncos have yet to lose a fumble. Hasn't happened. Yeah. All the turnovers, all five, Case Keenum interceptions. And if you look at the pro football focus, number four of those five were thrown with no pressure. Yeah. And and certainly, I mean, we look at all the numbers, and obviously they don't point towards the green. They point towards the red. But, I mean, just looking at my eyeballs, it's 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 a it's a quarterback that, looks mediocre at best right now. And that may be that may be sugarcoating it. It's gonna sound like an insult. He has not been good. No, he hasn't. That's the bottom line. The biggest concern I saw him in Baltimore was he was short arming a lot of passes. That's very much concerning is when you short arm passes. But I think when you look at this and it's gonna sound like an insult to some people, it's not really meant to be. Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl ring. Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl ring because he had a really good defense and his job was don't turn the ball over, don't do anything that'll cost us the game and keep it going. Well, that's Case Keenum. And if you ask Case Keenum to do that, we have a lead, we have a good defense. Uh, let's just keep the trains moving on time. Case Keenum can do that. But much like Dilfer before, and he can't do much more than that. If that's all you're asking him to do, yeah, he could win a Super Bowl just like Dilfer did. Problem is the Broncos... Have to ask him to do more than that because this defense is not the same defense we've seen over the Broncos in the last two seasons. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast, of course, a daily podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, S Drotar. That's Sean Drotar joining me on the podcast today at Ronnie K Radio. That's where we have our polls. Uh, we'll get your responses before we move into the defense. Uh, on the offensive side, who worries you the most? The Frank Valdez, says Vance Joseph, more clueless than John Fox. Quick yes or no? Agree no. or disagree? No, disagree with that. Okay, on Twitter. It hasn't been, uh, yeah, it hasn't been good, but come on, John Fox. Go look at John Fox's career record and then Vance Joseph's. Well, I mean, come I on. Mean, they're both not very good. So <laughs> on Twitter, at T Stockard. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, Vance Joseph can get to the Super Bowl and lose. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, John Fox did that. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany Stockard says the coach, uh, obviously referencing to Vance Joseph and uh, Mads Morg 27 on Twitter says uh, option A, which would be Case Keenum. So obviously there is kind of a lot of blamed here to spread around as uh, we move to the defense now on the Broncos defense. Who who worries you the most, Sean? And we're going to get your responses, of course, on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. Uh, option A, the secondary, which of course obviously has not looked good in back to back games option b maybe a little bit more of a, a newer under fire option here as far as the broncos defense and that's joe woods the coordinator option c brandon marshall the linebacker and of course d other retweeting your responses your number one option uh, coming up on again 200 votes now after only about an hour on this poll is joe woods with 50 percent of the vote 46 percent of the vote is to the secondary with brandon marshall only getting four do you lean the same way with the people? Is Joe Woods the biggest worry right now when it comes to the Broncos defense? 
He might be. Now, there's a couple ways to parse this. The truth is that the Broncos' secondary depth is very thin, and that's maybe a and different question about this than in the one you asked. It's very yes. thin. Now, as we record this today, it looks like Tremaine Brock will be back for the game against Kansas City. That's good, but it's a it's a very thin group, especially at corner back there. So that's a concern. But the biggest concern for me is Joe Woods, and here's why. In the offseason, we heard Aqib Tlaib talk about how the Broncos under Woods were not disguising their plays. They were not making it tough on the quarterbacks. They were making they weren't able to run all the same plays they were running under Phillips. They were more vanilla, they were more bland, and they were more predictable. At the time, that sounded a little bit like sour grapes from Tlaib, who had then moved on to the, the Rams after he'd been traded. After this game, Chris Harris made very similar comments talking about how they're making it easy on the opposing quarterback, but how they're not disguising things. That's the concern. When you're two best cornerbacks, one is on the team, one is not, and it's months apart, are saying the exact same thing, that we are not as deceptive, we don't have as many plays. Yeah, I'm concerned. And this is the exact quote from Chris Harris Jr. Of course, postgame said, we've got to disguise better as a team, try to confuse them, try not to give them easy looks. So we've got to move around and try to do whatever we can to disguise them, end quote. Um, obviously, that's... <laughs> go through that piece at a time, right? Uh, go, go through that. Now, I'll be Chris Harris Jr. translator for you. What's your first phrase? <laughs> well, first quote is, we've got to disguise better as a team. We're not disguising anything. Quarterbacks look up and they know what we're doing. Try to confuse them. Well, it's a little too easy because they know what we're doing and they then know where to throw it to. This is the biggest one for me. He says, try not to give them easy looks. We're giving them easy looks. We're giving them easy looks. And so that, yikes. like you mentioned, is kind of a yikes comment because it, it plays right and it, into and it's that. No, it's no longer from one guy. It's from two guys. Yes. And those two guys are pro bowlers every year. Oh, and, and when uh, guys like Aqib Tlaib, Chris Harris Jr., particularly in my mind, Chris Harris Jr., because T- Tlaib has been known to be more vocal and such. Chris Harris Jr., a vocal leader, but is not going to throw around stuff spew just because. This is heartfelt comments from a guy who wants to win, is a very good player, if not the second best player on that defense, and yet, very alarming quotes. So certainly a big, big deal moving forward. Now, your responses on Twitter um, very much kind of echo a lot of this. Now, uh, obviously on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio is where you can respond to these polls. Broncos Fanatic 97 says the secondary and Joe Woods is the biggest to blame. Rocky Mountain Sports uh, April says Joe Woods, his schemes are horrible. Vaughn and Shaq out there covering running backs. They should be rushing the passer. Uh, excuse me, rushing the passer at all times. Come on, man. Tim on Twitter says, has to be Joe Woods. Scheme is terrible. Even Harris said the D isn't fooling anybody like we just talked about. Need to get better at disguising coverages, adjusting on the fly. The game plan against Oakland was terrible. We may be missing an option five here, and I hate to pile on, but you go look at those pro football focus numbers, and you look at there's a player that's dead last on the defense out of the 21 guys that have taken snaps. Mm. That same player is dead last in rushing defense. That same player is dead last in tackling. That same player, by the way, when it comes to coverage which is his job, by the way, is better only than two linebackers and the guy that's supposed to be his backup, and that's Bradley Roby. Bradley Roby has had a bad start to this season. There have been misreads. There have been missed tackles. There have been a lot of situations where he has not 
looked good. The Broncos did not expect him to be Aqib Tlaib. That's not fair. You don't take a guy that's uh, you know basically a 10-year vet plus and been to the Pro Bowl as many times as he has, and maybe you could argue as a borderline Hall of Famer and say, all right, Bradley Roby, you have to replace that. But they didn't expect him to be one of the worst defenders on the team. And the truth of the matter is he's been one of the worst defenders on the team. I hate to be I told you so guy. But you did. I warned people. You did. I warned people in July that were really when Aqib Tlaib uh, was traded away that this team is going to be Chris Harris Jr. and everybody else when it comes to the secondary. Because I don't buy into the idea that Bradley Roby can cover tier one, tier two wide receivers effectively in this league. I'm going to give him a pass on the run coverage because that's That's ideally not his job. You hope that the guy can cover well, at least in the run or make a wrap up tackle, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to crush him for it, but he has not been good. It looks like he's being overwhelmed. And the problem now is, and I brought this same scenario up multiple times before the season started. This very much looks like the mid 2000s defense for the Denver Broncos to me when it comes to the secondary. It's Champ Bailey and everybody else, with all due respect to Dominique Foxworth, the late Darren Williams, uh, Andre, uh, what was his name? Andre Johnson, Andre Williams, or whatever it was. It was one good guy and everybody else. It's Chris Harris Jr. and everybody else. And it's a big problem because in the NFL today, everybody's wide receiver core is three, four, if not five deep. And you have good, good quality quarterbacks in Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Joe Flagga, who are now tearing up these weaknesses, exposing them. And the book is out. The book is out on the Broncos defense now. Target their secondary depth. Just avoid Chris Harris Jr. and you're fine. Nobody has been picked on more than Bradley Roby. His his receiver, his man, has been targeted 18 times. I'm going to take a guess how many completions? 18. 15. Oh. When they are throwing over to Bradley Roby's man, quarterbacks are completing that pass 83% of the time. I'm not that a math major, but that's simply pretty good. can't happen. Oh, and by the way, this week... You're playing Patrick Mahomes, who was last seen breaking Peyton Manning's record that he set with the Broncos for the most touchdowns to start a season without an interception. Mahomes hasn't thrown one interception yet, and he's thrown 13 touchdowns. And uh, Bradley Roby will either get Sammy Watkins or Tyreek Hill. Yeah, good luck covering Tyreek Hill. Yikes. And quite frankly, to be be fair, I guess, to Bradley Roby, good luck to anybody. Covering nobody's Tyree nobody's Kale, covering Tyree because Kale. I really don't know if Chris Harris Jr. could do it either, but that's a whole nother story for another podcast. Uh, your responses when it comes to that poll on Twitter at Ronnie K radio at Estrotar Hayden says it's Joe Woods. It's why the secondary looks so weak. Do we need talent upgrade? Sure. But a good coordinator gets the most out of the talent he has to work with. Do you agree? Yes and no. When we're talking about that Baltimore game and you lose, uh, Jones isn't active, you lose Brock. When you have three healthy cornerbacks and one of them is a rookie, you are limited, and that has nothing to do with the coach. You are limited. I think the Broncos uh, have done a really good job with adding linebackers. Look, there's linebackers galore, right? We, we, the so depth is incredible. Outside linebacker is absolutely bonkers, and they did a nice job fighting Josie Jewell on the inside, too. But cornerbacks... 
They had to go get a 35-year-old Adam Jones off the scrap heap. And that's what they've got at depth. That's not on Joe Woods. That's on John Elway and his staff when it comes to adding the amount of players necessary to compete in in a high-flying league and AFC West in particular. Last uh, response on our Twitter in regards to the defense comes from Thomas Clement. T. Clement 22 says, inside linebacker is our biggest weakness. Do you agree or disagree? Now, I want to bring up, uh, back to our friends at Pro Football Focus, who, of course, put together essentially a team of the week on offense and defense. And I want to give a shout-out to Josie Jewell, because Josie Jewell made that team as a linebacker with a 91.0 rating. And, of course, Pro Football Focus, they put together all this on the website, profootballfocus.com, where you can get 20% off your subscription using the promo code POD20. That's POD20 for 20% off your subscription. Now, Josie Jewell looking good in, in started, comparatively limited duty but over the course of three games. Let's also talk about these other linebackers. And of course, one listed is Brandon Marshall. Yeah, I, I quite frankly just don't think that Brandon Marshall is anywhere near the biggest problem with this team. I don't even think it's close. Uh, is he an absolutely elite linebacker anymore? No, maybe he's not. The Broncos have ridden him a very, very hard through injuries for an awfully long time. But at the same time, you're talking about a guy that at least in total defense ends up ranking 62nd among all inside linebackers, which really is, or pardon me, all linebackers, period, which really isn't all that bad. And then if you take uh, what he's done against the, uh, for, for the tackling part of the job, which is primarily and ostensibly what he's for, he's even better than that. Marshall has been uh, a pretty good linebacker. Is he an elite linebacker? No. He is nowhere near the worst linebacker. He is not the problem. He's not even the worst linebacker on his team on the inside. So I don't understand how he could be the weak spot. Certainly uh, something to keep an eye on, I think, but not by any means the the weakest spot. Obviously that. Uh, if, if you were to tell me that going forward, it's going to be Brandon Marshall and Josie Jewell and Todd Davis mixing in. I oh, feel, I'd be totally I feel like completely okay with that. Yes, I agree. I absolutely agree. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by tap 14, 1920 Blake street. Just a, Hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. Um, overall, uh, let's wrap this podcast up, Sean, by getting your opinion. Where is the, the if you were to put a, a, a biggest weak spot that Denver absolutely needs to work on, whether it be free agency or just abs, uh, internal work, um, is it the secondary? Is it Joe Woods in general? Is it... The offensive side with Case Keenum. What needs that? What is the biggest sore spot after three weeks for the Denver Broncos that needs work? Secondary depth. I understand there are issues with the coaching staff. I get that. It's more than just Joe Woods too. But look, they were down to three guys, uh, two experienced players, and a rookie. And and one of the guys they are counting on now to be the, their third corner is 35 years old and wasn't on a team by the time the season started. So I I have a tough time thinking that it's anywhere but depth in the secondary, specifically at cornerback. Hard to disagree with you, although I will say if this team can at least just score points, that's going to keep them in games for a majority of the time. So I'm actually going to point to Case Keenum. Uh, While I don't think it is the biggest, it's not the biggest weakness, it's the biggest problem in my eyes, because if they can't score points, this team will not win games. If they can score in the 24, 27 point range every single game, 
They're probably going to get a couple of those games where they get a gimme turnover or or somebody makes a mistake that allows them to make a, a, a at least a a a grinded out win. They will do nothing without Case Keenum scoring points. And a negative touchdown to interception ratio is not going to get that done. That has no. to be improved immediately for Case Keenum. Absolutely. Of course, thanks to our friends at Pro Football Focus and Tap 14 for help on the podcast. Of course, you can get involved with our podcast. Of course, we're always getting your reaction. So give us a follow on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K radio on Twitter. And of course, my guest today, Sean Drotar, S Drotar, S-D-R-O-T-A-R. And of course, Sean, you co-host the morning show with Nate Lundy, TJ Carpenter. Uh, give us a little taste of the morning show. What, oh, what are you gonna what are you gonna hear when you tune in seven to nine? Monday through Friday on my life sports. Radio. Boy, uh, I mean, it, it'll be a little bit funny. You'll get good sports information. We have a bunch of good guests that uh, that come on every week with Brian Billick, uh, Shaq Barrett, Brad Evans for the, your fantasy stuff. These folks are really sort of uh, best in class guests. And uh, well, and you're the smart guy. You'll get us. I wouldn't. Well, I don't know about that, but but well, you, compared you'll get to a the little two, bit you're of the us. smart guy. <laughs> I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole. But, uh, don't worry, they don't listen. But to my it podcast, ends up anyways. being uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun and it's something different. And especially at Mile High Sports, one of the things we're proudest of is we're not uh, beholden to a team. Sure. We we are allowed to be. Uh, we're independent. We're we're completely local, and there's some value to that. So basically, uh, if you want someone who will shoot it to you straight. That's what we do right here. Very good. And of course, you can uh, not only watch that show because it streams on MyLifeSports.com. Look at the back of my head for like two hours. Or you can <laughs> check out the podcast of that and, of course, previous podcasts and archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's at MyLifeSports.com where we have all kinds of great stuff. I'll be in the locker room this week. And of course, I'll be at the game Monday night. Uh, Broncos Chiefs this weekend delayed one game. So, of course, extra locker room day on Saturday. So stay up to date with coverage at MyLifeSports.com with great stories written by not only my Myself, but you as well, Sean, uh, 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 Justin Michaels, Rich Kurtzman, TJ McBride, Zach Seegers, all our great staff over there on the Broncos side for MileHighSports.com. Be sure to check it out, MileHighSports.com. And that's it for the podcast. Thanks for all your uh, interaction today. And again, be sure to follow on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, at Sean Drotar, at MileHighSports, and of course, MileHighSports.com, where you can find the archives. MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. MileHighSports.com.